Welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Dr. Joni Cannell shares communication strategies for technical people. She shares her own stories of learning to communicate and brings in other nerds and experts to show you how to interact with people in a way that's comfortable for you. And now, here's your host, the uniquely qualified engineer turned psychologist, Dr. Joni Cannell. Hello and welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Today we have Katherine Baker as a guest. She is Vice President at Arctic Consulting. Arctic is a consulting firm that provides technology solutions for business and data management. Catherine is passionate about both technology and business, and she's also skilled in enterprise software, business strategy, productivity, data, and program management. She's joining us today from Anaheim, California. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, Joni. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're able to join us. I'm, I'm sad that we weren't uh, meeting in Disneyland for our podcast, but <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of these days. <laughs> Absolutely. No, uh, it's right down the street and one of my favorite places. So I'm, I'm happy to uh-huh. <laughs> happy to do Good that. Good to know. Follow up call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know, I'm, I, I'm really glad to have you on our podcast because you have such an interesting background, I would say, for someone in IT, in my opinion. I mean, you've been, um, have a background both in uh, business and technology, which is somewhat unusual. A lot of people are kind of go one way or the other. And also, you've been a consultant for much of your career. The fact that, that you know, as opposed to working in a house at places. So I'd love to hear your story. And I'm sure our listeners would like to know how you got to where you are now and what you've done and yeah, what you do. Of course. And and thank you. Thank you so much again for having me. Um, it's even it's even more uh, the story than that. I, I actually uh, have a degree in art history, um, oh. which I was extremely passionate about. Um, however, uh, at the time when, when you, when you leave college and it's 1998, 99, you know, what do you do? You go into the .NET um, industry. So I jumped into that, uh, did a lot of program project management, but because I was, um, you know, good friends with a lot of the, the dev team, I got very good at, at talking with them and, and, um, working with them through issues and, uh, from leadership all the way down to, um, you know, making sure that everything was functioning correctly. So that was a really quick learning curve um, and led to me leading a, a dev team of, and a tech team of my own, um, all the way from managing servers and data center to the actual application that we were um, promoting and hosting at the time. And so that was a very quick, <laughs> you know, trial by fire of, of getting involved in the industry and, and learning a lot um, as you go. So, uh, you know, and after that, um, kind of brand my own, my own business and doing software development and consulting um, with a smaller team. And then um, kind of started and, and had some other folks join in for a larger uh, consulting um, organization where we primarily consulted to Microsoft, um, which is a great um, organization and wonderful to work for as a consultant. But, you know, it's, it's a little different than, than uh, consulting for other firms. Um, and then uh, started Arctic at the uh, you know early 2019, um, and have grown that uh, over the past few years. And so excited to bring that kind of business um, acumen along with uh, development and uh, technical skills to our clients in order to give them 
both, you know, as opposed to just here's a widget, build it, you know, really think through the solution and, and what either problem it's trying to solve or what goal it needs to achieve at the end of the day in order to really help businesses grow and, and um, be effective in what they're trying to do, being that partner for them. Yeah. Well, you just threw me for a loop here with your art history. So how did you learn how to program or did you, or did you have to, to manage these teams? Right. So, you know, knowing enough to be dangerous, uh, mm-hmm. you know, definitely uh, learned some uh, front end development uh, uh, languages, uh, mostly in the Microsoft stack at the time, um, and then uh, grew into some of the database skills as well. But really, my, my sweet spot was understanding that and understanding how things work together, but, but really gelling and working well with, with the technical and the leadership teams in order to, you know, translate the need and making sure that what we were building and what we were providing to the business was the right solution. Um, and that's, you know, both for, uh, you know, working for an organization to have an end product, but even for, you know, organizations like Microsoft where, you know, they may have it really dialed in to what they want, but, you know, there's always an appreciation of thinking things through and really making sure that what you're delivering is, is, uh, is on par or exceeds what, what they would like to have and what goals they're trying to achieve for their Mm -hmm. success. Right. So you have to have a foot in both worlds of understanding the development process and the technology as well as the business need inside of of what the uh, the clients are facing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's always good to have clear goals and, and understanding of what success means, but you know, through the, the evolution of a, a project or a process, you know, a lot of times that, that adjusts or changes. So flexibility is key um, and also goals and direction change from a business perspective. So obviously this past couple of years, agility has been um, extremely important uh, in all of the industries. Um, so I think that that's been helpful in the past and especially going through that a bit in the dot-com kind of boom and and bust that happened very rapidly, uh, being able to adjust quickly. Yeah. Interesting. Well, speaking of adjusting, I mean, you work mm-hmm. with a wide range of clients. I mean, you mm-hmm. work with, you said Microsoft, mm-hmm. uh, and the tech industry here are giant, you know, maybe some smaller companies too, mm-hmm. and different industries, like you've mentioned, uh, financial services. I mean, mm-hmm. what's that like? And how, is it the same, like pretty much what you do to communicate with these varied clients or is it very different? Um, it's, it, it is different, uh, obviously, you know, with, with the jargon and the verbiage and, and uh, the way that you communicate what they're trying to do adjusts. There's definitely some similarities. You know, we always like to come in with, with a clear presentation and, and an understanding of what they're trying to achieve and, and how we can best help. Uh, I would say in the past, even, you know, pre-COVID, um, being remote with a tech firm wasn't as big of a, of a, of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, the, you know, different um, folks were remote. However, uh, I would say in like the financial services industry, um, you know, they're on site. They're on site right now. Um, you know, worked with a, working with a client right now where we, you know, we, we physically went on site to have a discovery and assessment sessions, which is extremely helpful uh, and, and really helped drive the, the project forward more rapidly than uh, what it would have been in the past. Um, 
so that's that's been some of the difference. I'd say communication methods have been different um, over the okay. past few years. A lot, of, lot less email, and I would never have in the past texted uh, clients because that's the feeling of you know invading maybe their personal time or space. Mm-hmm. But I have clients texting all the time, mm-hmm. um, and LinkedIn chat, and and different ways of reaching out and communicating with people uh, is definitely um, different just in general today. And so, um, you know, just trying to, again, uh, be agile and, and adjust and, and make sure that what the way we're communicating works with, with different clients and different mm-hmm. client types, whether it be the business or the technical resources that you're interacting with. Wow. You said a couple of things that just really struck a chord with me. I'd like to sort of clarify and, and reiterate for the listeners. And, um, one of them is, being flexible to communicate in the way that your clients communicate, like individuals or, or mm-hmm. different companies, what the culture is, if they're texting or on LinkedIn uh, messaging, you know, you need to know your audience. And that's something that we've been seeing, you know, for decades now in terms of working remotely with folks is knowing mm-hmm. a communication platform or method that they like to interact with them. Uh, and it's coming up even more so today, you know, with a pandemic and post pandemic world. Uh, so you've been able to be agile and, and adapt to that for a while now. Um, the second thing was you mentioned your assessment, um, discovery and assessment. And I'm really curious to know more about that. What does that look like? Uh, no, that, that's a great question. And something that um, interestingly doing more of now than I, than I had in the past. And, and that's, um, you know, when we've worked with a client, so for example, helping them with the new integration, um, you know, for, for a very, you know, custom application that they need to, to integrate with new backend systems. And, you know, when working with a technology client like Microsoft, they, they kind of already know what they want and they're, uh, you know, everybody's at the table, but with this, um, working with a financial services client, we're, we're going in and talking to all the business units. Um, we're talking to all the silos that need to be involved and plan out this project from end to end. So that's something that, um, you know, great point, uh, is, has been a little bit new over the past three years is coming in and, and starting with an assessment and, and taking the time to really work with their teams and our teams to articulate uh, documents and make sure that everybody knows what they're, you know, what we're going to be doing or what they're signing up for. Uh, so, you know, the end solution is not, ex- maybe not exact, but near to what they're looking for. And mm-hmm. a lot of times in that, um, in that environment and through that process, lots of things change. I mean, we're going through an assessment right now where just this morning it was, Hey, we were going to develop this feature, but we'd like to give it to you guys. So, okay, now we need to dig into there and, and understand what the needs are. Um, mm-hmm. So I find those are extremely helpful. Um, and I, I think more, I, I, I'd say more important today, especially in the remote world, if, if people can't all be in the same room, um, to take that time to make sure everybody's on the same page with what, what the plan is. So it sounds like you're observing, you're gathering a lot of information from your clients and uh, sharing that information, however it's shared, but also one word that I, I was sort of hearing, but didn't actually, didn't actually say was listening um, to what they say. I don't know if it's listening because uh, you're actually having a conversation or listening because you're reading what they provide, but uh, hearing what 
what their needs are is critical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a, and a lot of times as well, you find that because everybody's so busy and there's a lot going on, you know, just even taking the time to sit down and talk through what they're trying to do. And to your point, listening to whatever struggle they're having or what's important to their business or better yet, you know, a lot of times they'll say, Hey, this is, well, this is the way we do it now. And then saying, is that the way you want it in the future? Oh, well, no, it'd be much easier if we didn't have to mail out this paper form. Mm -hmm. Well, we can email it to your client, you know, those types of things where, you know, I think when people are heard and, and they keep kind of rolling with that, um, you get a lot of additional information and, and, uh, nuggets that really help that end. And no product is ever at the end, right? But uh, you know, get <laughs> yeah. to get to that that goal of what they're trying to achieve uh, with whatever solution you're mm-hmm. providing, and and continuing on that, and making it something where you're not just looking at okay, what's the immediate need, not just like for like, but what are your goals in the next you know year mm-hmm. to three years, so we can accommodate for that and make sure that uh, you know it's something that, and it could be something that we can deal with now, and you don't have to wait. For, mm-hmm. for certain things or features or functionality. Wow, you you really nailed it because I have noticed over the years, um, the consultants who are really, they stand above the rest are the ones who go in with questions, not answers, mm-hmm. right? And that's exactly what you're talking about is trying to find out what they want, what their needs are, what they're doing, what, what they're looking for rather than telling them what they need and this and that. Um, well, and I think because what that ends up doing is someone has a preconceived notion of, oh, I want them to use this tool or mm-hmm. they should use this feature. And if you don't really listen and understand what they're trying to do, um, oftentimes we'll, we'll make adjustments to recommendations based mm-hmm. off of that feedback. Right. Uh, there isn't a one size fit all to a specific issue mm-hmm. or goal. And, and a lot of times we've, in, in doing that discovery or assessment process, we'll make we'll make adjustments to what we potentially would have recommended had we not done that um, yeah. part. Interesting. Yeah. yeah for sure. Well, I, I have another direction I want to take you down because <laughs> we sort of alluded to the communication and how it has shifted over time and, you know, how the pandemic has shifted, how we're interacting with clients, whether we're able to be face-to-face and all that. But another thing that's come up with this pandemic world is this, this resource shortage, you know, it's Mm -hmm. hard to get people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm wondering how that's affected you and what you're doing differently as a result. Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's always, there's always the need for, for great resources. Um, and, and something that, you know, I've always, and and as an organization, we've always been on the lookout for, um, obviously, you know, there's new challenges that have come up. Um, you know, quite frankly and transparently, salaries are are mm-hmm. definitely taking a jump. Uh, you're seeing some shorter durations for longevity of people on at companies, mm-hmm. um, more so even in the tech industry. You know, it, it, turnover is a little bit higher. The the duration uh, at a at an organization wasn't as long, and and I think that that's even that's even quicker now. But you know, I think for us, it's it's really making sure that we're attracting the right fit. Uh, not necessarily, you know, obviously got to raise salaries sometimes, but, um, Mm -hmm. also for the culture. And, and that is a challenge obviously Mm -hmm. in the remote world. 
but we're challenged with, you know, really talking to people, understanding what motivates them and also being, especially because it's very quick right now too, mm-hmm. you know, being very precise and, and making sure that we're explaining what we do at Arctic and, and what we offer and what culture we have now and where we're trying to go as, as we grow into the future. Um, and to your point, I mean, one of our, one of our values being collaboration is, is extremely mm-hmm. important and making sure that we, and I say collaboration, and I think that also is communication, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that, that we're very clear about that and understanding, you know, how, how we interact as, as an organization and the culture for ourselves, but then also with our clients, because you can kind of pick up a little bit of what, what your, what your client's culture is like as well. So it sounds like uh, you're attracting people in some ways um, by keeping up with with uh, compensation, but also by uh, talking about the culture that you provide and a collaborative communicative culture. And that would be appealing to people, but also require a bit of skills from the people that you have to bring on, right? Both these uh, tech skills as well as communication skills. Right. I mean, it, it from a consulting standpoint, Obviously, the tech skills are important. Um, you know, we do offer uh, you know training opportunities and and opportunities to grow grow uh, technical skills as well as you know the soft skills and, and leadership skills, depending upon the role and what um, the goal is for uh, our resources. Um, but uh, it, yeah, it's it it's it is a it is a constant challenge of you know making sure that we've got that right fit. Um, and bringing in the right people at the right time, uh, as well. Yeah. (laughs) What about for your clients? Are you finding that their resource shortages or talent shortages are affecting you too as consultants? Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, they definitely are, are having some issues because of our, our clients being, um, obviously we work with a large, a large array, but, um, our mid, mid to larger clients are, are experiencing some issues in gaining in, in retention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, sometimes that's, that's something where we can help with and that we mm-hmm. can fill in the gaps and we can help with, with, uh, you know, getting velocity if they can't get a project done because they're, they're, you know, low on resources. And a lot of times we will work hand in hand with existing um, development or IT teams just because they don't have either the the um, they don't have the capacity or a skill set in a specific area in order to get a project or or um, a program done, so uh, they're, they're, I do see they're also having similar um, you know concerns as they look in the marketplace, and and we're always uh, excited to to meet and talk to, to folks if anybody's looking for uh, <laughs> technical uh, and with business acumen roles, we're yeah. know, happy to happy to have a chat. Yeah. Well, I would say that's actually a real bonus. A lot of um, technical people are sort of uh, sculpted in the technical world. So being able to branch and have a foot in both worlds is, is mm-hmm. really important. Um, yeah, it is. And, and we can, and obviously can help with that too. I mean, I think in, and in, in working with developers and, and, and technical folks over the years, you know, no one wants to work on something that isn't appreciated or used or, mm-hmm. you know, a home run. And so 
I've, I have, you know, seen with, with, with great um, resources is having that curiosity and, and ensuring that what they're building makes sense. And, you know, what is the business trying to achieve and how can you provide input that would be, make it better. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of, much more rewarding as a developer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to actually mm-hmm. <laughs> create something that people are going to use then just right. shelve it. Yeah. Yeah. I interviewed someone, it was a while ago, years ago, and, and I was talking about some of the projects that, that I was working on and, and they had been in an organization where they worked on a product for three years and it never saw the light of day. And mm. I was like, oh no, that doesn't happen. Yeah. This gets utilized and it's extremely important that, yeah. you know, the, the quality and, um, you know, the usability is there as well. Oh, I hadn't thought about that before as another a real appeal to work for in, a, in a consulting firm because your products or services are used right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's varied. I mean, you know, we, it's, it's always an exciting day in that you're, you know, you're, you're getting different challenges. Uh, you know, you may be working with different types of folks. You've got uh, different um, uh, tech, you know, tech, tech stacks that you may be interacting with. Um, so you're constantly learning. honestly, while, while working, um, not just, Hey, I'm going to go take a certification or I'm going to take a class on X, Y, Z, but you're most likely going to, you know, come across or, or interact with other types of technologies or systems Mm -hmm. that you may not have before. And, um, you know, I think that that's also rewarding because you learn a lot very quickly. Mm -hmm. Well, that's one of the reasons I like being a consultant is because it's so varied and mm-hmm. you learn a lot. Yes. And it's, it's exciting, and uh, challenging to, mm-hmm. to get up to speed quickly. So it's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you one other thing about this sort of post pandemic. Well, it doesn't have to be because again, in tech, we've been doing remote teams for a very long time, but uh, that's the question of the moment. Everyone's asking, you know, especially about maintaining a culture or other issues that come up around maybe performance management. I mean, how do you, what, what challenges do you run into and how have you been able to overcome them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, I, I have, I don't know how many, you know, teams or conference calls before where I never turned on the video uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, you, you would have interactions with clients all the time where, you know, there's just a group of people in a conference room and you're just kind of working through something, but um, yeah, it, it, it is, it is challenging. I, I think that, uh, you know, we really want to make sure at least in our, or, our organization and working with people that we understand what the motivation is. We make sure that it's a good culture fit with their want for being innovative. They are good with collaborating and working with others. And they really have that sense of excellence and pride in in their work. And so uh, that's, you know, first and foremost. And then uh, you know, as you move forward, you know, you want to make that connection and understand, you know, what's the motivation and, and what is it that people enjoy working on and, and, you know, what drives them and making sure that, you know, that, um, you know, it's not just something you listen to and you don't, you know, you don't focus on that, but, mm-hmm. you know, we have one-on-ones, we have weekly meetings, um, and, and continuing to, to drive that and understand what that, you know, motivation is or, what their passion is so you can you know reinforce that and and then understand when that shifts i mean people people have different scenarios within their their oh, lives yeah. you know as, as time goes on and 
and being sensitive and, and appreciative of that too, I think is important. Uh, you know, you know, as, as people kind of go through their lives and, mm -hmm. the, and their life cycles, uh, understanding that too. Hmm. But right now we're also bringing in a, an HR person, you know, to not only help bring in new talent, but also, you know, work through that. And, and like I said, we, we constantly meet about uh, our culture and, and what it is and, and making sure that we're reinforcing that. Mm -hmm. Well, Catherine, you sound like a great person to work for having, <laughs> you know, seriously, I mean, one of the retention strategies is to be a good boss, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, because mm -hmm. that's the number one reason people leave is what they perceive is to be someone who, who perhaps isn't interested in them or their growth or uh, their motivation. So the fact that you get it, and I love the fact that you said that you get the shifts too. And people have different needs and interests at different times. And um, that's, that's really, uh, savvy. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's important, you know, being ultimately, you know, again, the listening, being observant, mm -hmm. <laughs> it goes, it threads its way all the way through at least yeah. our organization. And I think it's important. Well, I have a quick question for you. Um, just it's, we, I don't get a lot of women in my podcast for obvious reasons, because there aren't as many in, in tech fields. And I'm just wondering if you have anything that's come up differently for you feeling as a woman, or if you, if that's really been an issue for you in, in your mm -hmm. career. Yeah. And, and I, uh, you know, great question. And I, I often think about this just in general, because it does tend to pop up, you know, especially lately. And I, I honestly really haven't. Um, and maybe I've just been, you know, <laughs> blissfully unaware, but um, I've always had a great experience. Um, I think if you're honest and you come to the table with what, you know, you're trying to do and achieve, I think if you're uh, respectful and empathetic, you, you tend to get the same in response. So mm -hmm. I, I don't, I can't remember a time that I've had, you know, any big issues, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's been great. I've enjoyed it immensely. Definitely wasn't, um, you know, the, the initial career path I had thought I would be taking. Um, but it's, it's been great. I, I really enjoy it and, uh, you know, look to continue to do so, you know, as we head into the future, but I, I think it's a great, you know, it has been a great time. And I think it, I think it always will be. Mm -hmm. um, for women in, in this industry and definitely seeing, you know, more of my colleagues and, and other organizations, um, you know, are, are all over, all over the place. So lots, lots, of, lots more women. And, um, I, I think it'll, I, I haven't had any issues. It's all good. That's great. Uh, what an inspiration to younger women who are considering or, uh, thinking about it too, because, uh, you know, you hear so many horror stories and when you hear something positive, it's, it's really good. Hey, hey, this, this does work out. Um, and you know, I think one of the things that you even just said is how you bring yourself to the table also lets people know how to treat you. So mm -hmm. when you're treating others with respect and empathy, I would expect them to do that to you too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, yes. Uh, via the website, we are www.artic, A-R-T-I-C, uh, consulting.com. Uh, feel free to email. Um, probably info is, is a little faster, I-N-F-O at arcticconsulting.com, or my email is 
at katherine.baker, spelled K-A-T-H-E-R-Y-N uh, dot B-A-K-E-R at arcticconsulting.com. And Excellent. yeah, I look forward to hearing from anybody. Happy to happy to have a conversation always. Oh, good. And especially if people are looking for business and technology solutions. Yes. Absolutely. If, okay. if you're in that field and are looking for, for a new opportunity, or if you have mm-hmm. the need as an organization, um, you know, we're, we're always excited to work with, with folks. So just don't hesitate to re- reach mm-hmm. out. And if you're looking for a job, Catherine's a good employer. Yes. <laughs> uh, you heard it here. on Reinventing Nerds. Thank you, Joni. That's awesome. I appreciate it. All right. Well, this has been really interesting. And um, thank you so much, Catherine, for being a guest on our podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an, it's been a pleasure. Great. And um, thanks to our listeners and viewers. And we'll see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Reinventing Nerds and encourage you to apply what you learned to help you communicate better. For a free consultation with Joni to see how she can help you further, please visit ReinventingNerds.com. Until then, embrace your inner nerd and remain true to yourself while you develop your communication strategies.